and welcome to Stack Hunters. I'm Bradley Stalder, and tonight I'm joined by top five seasonal ranking so far in BBM4. That's right, fantasy football guru, aficionado, Louis G of the Buffalo area. Shout out to you, Louis. How is it going tonight? It's doing good. Uh, is that all it takes? Is just I got to ride a couple weeks in the top five, and I'm just a fantasy football aficionado now. I love that. I, uh, I I've just been grinding at this game for years, and I just had to get lucky uh, with a couple good picks in the 19th and 20th round. Uh, everybody else's players to get injured. I'm not doing shit. I hate uh, I hate uh, uh, promoting success in best ball. But uh, I'll, I'm, I'm here to take it. I'm here to ride my coattails of a top 10 BBM team until it's dead. Not just top 10, top five. We are top riding five. that. We are riding that. And at one point, the number one team out of 650,000. We're going to dive more into Louis' team. We're going to dive more into the galaxy branding that went into this team so far. And uh, maybe some, uh, some outlook of how it's going to go the rest of the way. Uh, Louie, you'll give your thoughts. I'll give some thoughts and, uh, then we'll go from there. We'll talk about your beloved Buffalo bills. And then we'll talk about, uh, some players that maybe will, uh, spike in the second half of the season or fall off at the end of the season. And with all that much more, we'll be back in just a sec. All right, Louie, I know we talked about getting into your team but before we do you got to tell the the people you got to tell the people why we had to delay this <laughs> snack hunters podcast this illustrious uh award-winning podcast 15 minutes what we had to do to accommodate why did bradley and the stack hunters the entire player profiler company had to ac- accommodate your schedule what did it take please tell us Bradley want to know Bradley let me tell you here all right so when some things some things have changed in my life I've recently separated uh I I just realized today I'm I this is the first time in a long time I don't have my dad died my overbearing mother I'm starting to use some real boundaries you know my my wife (laughs) this is is heavy stuff Louie already so I have nobody to kind of be that like good decision maker for me i'm just making my own right and i the other day i this is so horrible i can't believe i'm saying this on a pie uh the other day i was looking for a dance class for my toddler my two and a half year old and i was like oh i wonder if they do hip-hop classes for two-year-olds they don't because no two-year-old should be dancing to hip-hop i guess but i stumbled upon an adult hip-hop class and i was like okay 40 white and chubby, but the kid's got a little bit of swag still, right? So I said, I need to do this. It kind of part of my like, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm going through a midlife reflection. I'm not calling it crisis. That's not the word. Midlife reflection. I said, I, I think I could dance. Uh, I've never uh, choreographed dance, so I'm going to try this. I get there, dude. It was like Karen Central. Like there was not a woman under the age of 50. There was seven. There, all it was was seven older women and me in this hip hop dance class. It was like suburbia grandmas and me. And I didn't care because I'll take any attention. I'll take attention from your grandma, your kid. I don't care. So I was just in the front like, oh, shit, grandmas, you can't, you can't 
You can't hold on to that. But I'm literally dripping in sweat. I, I got into my house at 9.12, and we were on the air at 9.15. So you guys are seeing me. This is the commitment that I make. We we are here for it. If I were to join a hip-hop dance uh, dance class, I think the only thing that would hop would be my hips. They would <laughs> pop out of place. It would be more like hip-popping class because I would have to go to the doctor the next day and get an examination. It's a... It is a, a traumatic thing for me because uh, real talk as well. I missed all of this programming last week because okay. I was out for a concussion. Um, I, I wanted to ask about this because we were scheduled for last week. So I'm glad. Tell me the story because I'd let me briefly say this because when you, when someone that you don't, me and you, you know, we have hung out a lot, but when an adult tells you, and, and not, no offense, but someone that's not playing professional sports adults tells you that they had a concussion with you not giving, you were just like, Hey man, I got a concussion. I can't make it. I don't want to ask any follow-up questions. It's usually the answer is not going to be great. So I'm really, I'm really excited to hear this story. So I mean, ahead. sure. We can dive right into it. Why not? <laughs> Um, but all, before we get into the story, I, this is great. Uh, before we get into the story, I, it was probably my wife who sent you that message. She was sending messages on my behalf because I was on a 48-hour screen fast wow. because of the concussion. Yeah, it was wild. So uh, I, I had blankets over the windows to make sure it was pitch black. Like my wife was sending mess text messages and and she was like, what do you want to say to these people? And I was like, uh, go. I, I had my eyes closed and I was just dictating to her exactly what I wanted her to message. Like my boss is at work. And, and uh, like, uh, thankfully, thankfully, by the time Thursday night came around, I was able to like spend enough time just updating some rankings for fantasy pros. And like those were actual rankings, but I finished 25th this past week, 13th and 14th and running backs and wide receivers. So I had over 200 people. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, maybe, that's, maybe the same, that's the same as 667,000. You're, you're right. It's, no, it's we're, like we're like the same. It is, it is really not. It is really not. But uh, maybe I need to get more concussions. That's the, the recipe for success for ranking accurately for week number six. So the story is, I mean, it's a very simple story. So I work at a high school and uh, a, a, there was a, a physical altercation that I had to step into and the student did not intend to hit me, but they hit me. And uh, so as a result, uh, I didn't start experiencing symptoms really until the next day um, when I just, I was at a loss for words. I was trying to have, hold conversations. I just couldn't think of the words. I just couldn't think of it. And it was really frightening for me. Like I had never experienced a moment in my life where I was like, you know, it takes me more than a couple seconds to get the words that I need to say. It's also a problem if you have like three shows for fantasy football scheduled throughout the week. And I'm expected to think about, you know, Miles Gaskin being signed off the practice squad. I can't even think about the program I'm supposed to use at school to help our, you know, 11th graders pass the SAT. So it's it was problematic. And I, I went to the doctor and I was like, hey, like, this is like frightening stuff. Like, I can't even like think straight. So uh, and I knew concussion protocol. If the thing is, it's like fantasy football. <laughs> it helped you. That I, I had of a concussion i was like i i woke i well number one i slept through my alarm that that next morning 
and that was atypical for me. Then I, w- I still had a headache from the next day. And then uh, I was at a loss for, I was emotional the whole day. I'm usually very in the middle. Like it's, I, I am excited from here to there, like, but I won't range very far. Uh, and I was very emotional that day. I just noticed those things. And then I just couldn't pick up words. And so with all those symptoms, I was like, I need to go see someone. And the PA said, yup, you're, these are symptoms con- consistent with a concussion. You're, you're not going to go back until the following Monday. So, but you're cleared, you, 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 you've cleared uh, concussion protocol and you're feeling I, good I, or what? I, am, I, well, we're, look at us, Louie, we're back at it. We are. How many, how many days are you headache free? I need to know. Uh, I, I am not headache really, free. No, it still bothers no. you. That's that's insane, man. So that's I'm insane. not. I'm still recovering from it, but I'm good enough to give it a, a good faith effort. I'm here for y'all. Uh, Louis is here for all of us. His hip hop dancing class um, and Bradley's concussion. Despite all of the adversity, we are here to bring you strong content moving forward. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out Louis on the Twitter right at ff underscore louis g and louis you also have a podcast i know i joined it it was analytics are for the nerds a dynasty football podcast co-hosted with comedian ali brady ali's hilarious by the way how did you guys even get started with that so my start is in comedy right so i i did stand up uh for years uh it, it because of different life factors i'm not on the stage as much as i'd like to be anymore but um that's where i started uh my old co-host kyle turner uh was a comedian too uh he became a firefighter so we had to do a little switch and ali was ali was the perfect person for me she is her and I riff so well, like we just really just have a, that thing where we just we we get along so good. We laugh at each other's stupid jokes. Um, she's funny. She's knowledgeable. She knows her stuff. And, uh, you know, not 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 horrible on the eyes. Ellie's a very pretty girl. It always helps a podcast, you know, when people are listening and not watching at all. You know, you want a real pretty girl voice. Uh, but no, we and, and Ryan Mura, too. I got to give him some credit here. We don't he, he doesn't ever get listed. Uh, he, he's not on the emblem and he's not on. He doesn't get mentioned as as an official co-host. But Ryan, a silent like, threat. He is a silent threat. He is. He really is the glue of what holds us together. Because me and Ellie could just, it, you know, we do a comedy podcast. I, I, I love to try to to say it's fantasy football. If you're looking for some really uh, uh, deep dive fantasy stuff, you guys here at Player Profile has a lot. You give great, uh, great uh, 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 content. You know, our our boys Mike and Adam. You know, I love a lot. And, oh, and so, like the, these guys, you know, that's where you go if you guys want to like you know, come on. And I've had great guests. So like, even when you've come on or, or I've had Pat Corain on, they've come on and we'll, we'll, we'll nerd it out for like 30 minutes and talk a little bit of fantasy football, but we don't like to get too crazy. We like to be fun, have a good time. Uh, the last 30 minutes, I always usually bring on like a comedian or, or, or two to do, we do fun drafts. Um, and like I said, I want to go back to just giving Ryan some credit. He's really been the glue because Ali and I could just, uh, literally go 60 minutes of jokes without saying one thing in fantasy and he uh he he makes sure we talk a little fantasy football so uh gotta give him some props too yeah shout out to ryan it was a lot of fun joining you on the podcast 
But speaking of which, we've got to get to some content. We are 12 minutes in, <laughs> Louie. But before we do, I need our listeners and viewers to take a look at our injury finder at Player Profiler. It is a very valuable tool. Let's hear from Matt Kelly about our injury finder. Now, as we at Player Profiler have become a full-blown machine learning company, the crowning achievement has to be the injury finder. We're now taking BMI data and injury history data and assigning a probability that a player is injured on any given touch. And not only can you see a player's fragility rating, their injury risk, we also have analysis from professional physical therapists breaking down all the major players that underwent surgery last year and what their rehabilitation looks like heading into 2023. There's a tool to compare players. There's a database where you can say, show me all the foot injuries, show me all the severe injuries, show me all the injuries requiring surgery. It provides you the key market intelligence to know what is the difference in probability that player X versus player Y will miss games this year. It's great for fantasy football, and it also just satisfies your curiosity as a fan. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play, download it. It's five bucks every year just to reload the latest injury predictions and fragility ratings. The 2023 data is live now. Open your phone and get smarter. That's right. Open your phone and get smarter. <laughs> I'm laughing so much as imagining what my profile would look like. It would just be red everywhere. Just he can get hurt anywhere now, anywhere at any moment. Uh, that's so great. Injury uh, finder. Oh, you're looking at me. I'm, you found me. I am an oh, injury. I'm, I'm looking in a mirror. Okay. Yeah. Injury finder. Found him. That's, that's really funny. So guys, uh, Louis G is our guest tonight and he is currently fifth among all 667,000 entrants in the best ball mania four tournament from underdog fantasy. Louie, we got to get in some content. So let's take a look at your team. I'm going to do a little bit of shifting around of our stage here. Uh, but I'm really excited to take a look at your team. Obviously, you know, your top five for a reason. We're going to see some some real strong plays. Um, but let's take a look here at uh, what it looks like. So, uh, Louie, you are... You start scroll all the way up so we can see how you started oh, I'm this so draft. Sorry. Yeah, let me yeah get you are here. okay. Uh, We're taking a look at Louis' draft board to start, um, and obviously hitting on some very late picks. I mean, let's start at the bottom. Fine, fine. You mentioned yeah, the late, uh, late picks. Yeah, the the late hits. I mean, that that's where you win, right? Like, so I mean, this is really good to kind of take a look at the Puka Kyron. Um, at the end, Sam Howell's been a really good third quarterback, but the Puka Kyron obviously oh, is what got right. me to where to where I'm at. Right. Um, I will scroll up and and so you can kind of, oh HN there in the 11th, uh, Mostert in the 10th. Uh, I did a lot of that, uh, Bradley. I don't know if we talked about that when you were on the podcast, but like all these like ambiguous backfields, I spent the whole kind of off season just draft them together it, this uh, this is a, dip, a different conversation for a different day but like running backs are i, I think it's changing the, these running back injuries are going to change the way we play not even just like the injuries this year but the position becoming less important to teams uh i want everybody you know like i don't want to just pick the right uh, the the right handcuffs anymore. Like I just want to get a backfield that I know is going to be good and just give me 
uh, all the pieces if I need them. I mean, look at how much, you know, I, I Moser and then Achan blows up. So now Moser loses value, but then Achan gets hurt. And now, you know, so, and, and there is, when those two are both healthy, they're both scoring points. So, um, you know, I think that that worked out obviously the most, but if you look up from top, like, you know, has Kelsey really been Kelsey? No, but in a bad tight end year, who you know, it's been fine. And Olave's yeah. been down. DJ Moore had the one big week, and th- that was what DJ. We were literally in you and I, I think, recording on my podcast the day that DJ Moore went off, and uh, for his and, three touchdowns. Yeah, and that's what pushed me into first. I think I was sitting in like fourteenth going into that week. Uh, it, this is a big thing that and that people have talked about and and kind of uh, uh, I don't want to say crapped on my my draft or the strategy, but the the double bully tight end here with Kelsey and Andrews, I really just kind of feel felt like I never do that. But Andrews in the 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 fourth round there was too good of value, and I didn't really love anybody behind him. And I mean, look at some of the players going around that. The Drake London, Damian Pierce, Jonathan Taylor, you know, those have failed. And yeah. I think that that was, you know, uh, Mark Andrews going into week six, uh, not including the week six data, had a 5.84 best ball value rating. It's uh, my own little formula for weighting the value of how much those players contribute or would be contributing to a winning best ball lineup. And uh, 5.84 would put him at tight end three, only behind Laporta and Kelsey. But, you know, it drops from Andrews at tight end three at almost six, you know, to Dalton Schultz at seventh overall is half of that. You know, so that yep. you mentioned the discrepancy is just so major between what Mark Andrews is going to give you on a weekly basis compared to, I mean, Schultz was going what tight end 11, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that range. And yep. even though he, even though Schultz has outperformed his ADP, it's not been even, an, it's not been close enough to give you what Andrews has given you. And Kelsey's at 8.6. Like Kelsey is double what the tight end four is on the week on the year with this Hunter Henry. So you know, Kelsey and Andrews have given you significant pushes, you know, in, in that particular position. And while it's, it's probably making you unique enough because people are scared away from it. It's not mm-hmm. something that I'm looking to do, but it is a, it, it does make you unique. This, this is a September, it was the day before we left for Vegas. So September 4th, I believe. And so this is late in the season. Um, and I didn't do a lot of this. Like, you know, obviously that I said, this isn't my type of strategy, but at that point, that last week, you're just trying to get things out that are unique and a little bit different and different from what you're drafting. If you look down this list, like I don't have tons of correlation, Olave, Evans, Rashad White, and then I believe there was some Baltimore, Miami, Mark Andrews. And then, you know, that was one of my favorites to target. And so it wasn't like I was crazy about correlation in this. And that was just being different. Now, me and Mike Chope were talking about this last week on my podcast is that this roster, I think 
can hang around. I really do. We we I've lost Richardson now for the year, but I think Howell, you know, I could get the weeks from Howell and Pickett to stick around because I'm strong everywhere else. Um, Alave, you know, hoping to get a little spike in Alave. And then I'm pretty healthy everywhere else besides Kyron Williams right now. Achan looks like he's definitely going to be back for the push. And Mostert, like I said, keeps that value up. I think that this this team can stick around the high um, leaderboard for the regular season prizes. But because of the lack of correlation, I wouldn't like its chances so much when it gets into the playoff rounds. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, hang on, uh, you know, because I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying really hard. I'm out there. I'm, I'm doing hip hop dance classes to make sure that I'm staying in shape on Sundays to make sure I, my guys are doing their best, but, uh, you know, what it has some, it has some legs for sure. And, you know, look at Montgomery now is hurt. Um, that's going to be another one that's uh, going to. And Rashad White's coming off a bad game too. Are you concerned about Rashad White moving forward? What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, it, the whole he has not been efficient at all, right? But they just won't give anybody else a shot. And I, I really has it not been kind of weird to just like all the and I, I, I get it that preseason love, but all the, the preseason hype was on Sean Tucker and they're putting in Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, you know, over him. And that's just scary. I, I think if they end up, uh, I think if they end up uh, sticking with it and, and staying competitive, you might, you might see Lenny back there. I don't know. I mean, it, it's somebody, somebody they're, they're going to add because I just, they, they keep on giving Rashad all this, this work and he's just not, you know, he's not producing, but he, but, in like in like uh, non best ball, I'm not giving up on him yet because until they show me that they're going to use somebody else, he's getting the work share. You know. Yeah i I just came off of a different podcast and I said that Rashad White is the silent killer of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in real life. That's I mean seriously, I, I just I don't understand. Uh, what's going on there? And, and like Baker Mayfield is playing really well. Really, he's good. getting the ball to Mike Evans. Like, had the ball not been tipped at, at the line, that Mike Evans gets an eighty-yard touchdown, and you're in first place. And I'm in first place. Well, I and don't that, know if that's good. necessarily true. It probably would have been a lot closer because uh, you are, I think, twelve points. Is it twelve? Oh, I think it's twenty two. All right, twenty two points. I have a G. I have a GED, Brad. I, I mean, math's not my math's not my top top uh, skill. <laughs> well, uh, at least now you've moved ahead of Walrus Balls, right? I wal- RIP Walrus Balls. Push them towards the back. I I just couldn't. I just couldn't live with myself. If I if anybody else wins, I do want a a, a, a obscene name to win. Me, my friends, an obscene name. But Walrus Balls is just it's not a it's not an image I want to go into my offseason with. So push him back as much. I, literally when they when they when Underdog promoted my number one team last week, like thirty of the replies were long live Walrus Balls. Like fuck <laughs> f you guys. I don't know. Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? I swear on mine too much. I won't swear on yours. Sorry. Uh, but like, what is going on? Uh, so yeah, that uh, uh, the Walrus Balls had the love. I'm just trying to I'm trying to do the podcast tour. So so a few people root for me too. I I have feelings, Brad. 
I'm I'm so glad that you have you have feelings because if the season were to end today, you'd have a hundred thousand dollars, you know, hey. just from the regular season plus whatever you would win in uh, in the uh, the extra twenty five or what I don't know the extra twenty five you get back for making the playoffs, but uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been exciting. Um, really looking forward to seeing what happens with this team. I mean, Puka Nakua obviously a, an enormous hit at the end of the 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 draft um are you ex- how are you expecting puka nakua to go um uh the rest of the season uh he's he's a player that i was touting since march um what drove you to draft puka nakua and what are your thoughts on him moving forward i was just huge on his profile and and, and listening to guys like you to be honest you know that that you know i don't I, I don't do that work. I don't do tape work. I don't tell you, you know, I listen to guys like you and other guys that, that I, I, I trust in that sense and then look for opportunity. Right. And I, you know, cup was a, what, 30 some year old wide receiver coming off of the second injury. And, and uh, there was some stuff there. Stafford had a horrible year last year. Like even if they, they were, I, I almost thought that they'd be worse than they were and even helping his opportunity more. They're, they're good and producing both of their, I mean, Stafford looks great. I did not expect this at all from Stafford. So that was not had to do, had to do anything with my Puka love. And now that's just added to it. And I, I think the, the, you know, everybody said such a small sample, such a small sample, but I think it was such a extreme sample like you know so it's such an extreme like you've never seen anything like that i don't think that that's going anywhere um i i get worried with like veteran players like stafford after that that drop last week you know the drop in the end zone and i get like i think i'm in my own head about it but i'm like i'm just like is he gonna start losing confidence in him but um cups you know cups uh health is always a, a, a question. Stafford doesn't look like he's going to, to slow down. And I, I think that Tutu Atwell looks like he's going to probably be the odd one out there and, and Puka's going to keep getting the target. So I, I think he could continue to care, carry this team as far as, uh, you know, doing what he needs to do for my team here. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about Puka, you know, moving forward. I, I do, um, <laughs> people were very much in the, he's Travis Fulgham 2.0. Get out of here. You guys don't even understand what Puka Nakua was doing in college. He was crushing. His BFF receiving grade was really good. And my philosophy behind drafting some Puka was we know that Cooper Cup's dealing with some injuries because we had information about that. We knew that, you know, when you drafted, you knew that Puka Nakua uh, was probably going to get rotated in at some point because Cooper Cup was not there. Um, but the the reason behind drafting Puka was we knew what Ben Skoranek was. He's garbage. We know what Van Jefferson is. He's garbage. And we've seen hyper-targeting in the past from uh, we saw the Tyler Higbeast from a couple of years ago where Higby yeah. was like putting up these monstrous games because there was no one else to throw the ball to. Yeah. And, and so you, you at least take a shot on some guys. And I think that's a, a move moving forward. Like if a guy played okay in college, even if it was a small 
you know, smaller school. I mean, BYU is not small school, but it's definitely not the type of competition of, you know, your SEC, your, your LSU, your Alabama, your Ohio state, et cetera. But BYU is not some, you know, Louis, Louisiana Lafayette, right. You know? And so no. if there's a player who produces and there's a history of hyper targeting in an ambiguous wide receiver room, there's pathway for relevance to take some shots on those types of guys. 100%. I, and I will say this, like the, Puka was about that last three weeks. I'm just trying to look up to see if I can get the numbers still, but he was probably 50% uh, that last three weeks where I was just taking him in the 19th or 20th. Like just, that was my flyer, you know? And I don't, I know a lot of people like to diversify. I do my diversification in the first like five rounds. Like I, I want, as many different draft spots and like stars as I can. And even guys I don't love, I'll, I'll get a few shares at the end. Like I don't need to diversify there. Like I want to take my shots and, and I have a bunch of him and Kyron and, you know, guys, and I would rather, I would rather take a bunch. It doesn't kill you if you're missed. Right. And if you hit, you, you're sitting here. I, I, I mean, not to like take the opportunity, not the opportunity to brag, but I have like four teams in the top 10,000. And and I think that's, you know, not to downplay the being in fifth, but like, I think that's just as impressive as being in fifth right now. Like I have four right. pretty live teams that, that, that I like, and, and, you know, all the other three, like I like probably more than this when it comes to the playoff round. So you actually have six, you have six in the, Oh, in the I mean, top 10,000. Oh, look at you. Be modest I, and humble. I just being, you know, you spend one day around some old women dancing to hip hop and you just become. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, honey. I, look, Louie, you're probably, you know, on a scale of one to 10 to these women, you're probably like a 12. Okay. You oh, my probably God. Like I, the catch. Listen, I was uh, the suburban dilf tonight. Uh, there is no doubt about it. But there was, I mean, it's not like I had competition. I was the only guy. Uh, supply and only, demand. This is clear. Supply and demand. That's it, Bradley. I, I like the way you're thinking, Bradley. <laughs> uh, lots of frivolity. Lots of fun with Louie. Make sure you guys are following him on Twitter at FF underscore Louie G. Um, Louie, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, top five among all scores so far he at one point after that justin fields massive game um you know is uh was number one but at no top five cannot scoff at it we are not going to be the thieves of joy here i told louis that at the beginning we are not going to steal away that thunder it's going to be a lot of fun uh louis do you max these tournaments that's something that some of the people are asking yeah so i i normally max uh, the BBM and I try to max the smaller ones this year. My timing was a little bit tough. Um, so, uh, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to do like as much of the puppies and the smaller ones. I, I didn't spend as much time maxing those out. I have like 30 to 50 in most of the smaller ones. Um, I really wanted to max this out this year. Um, I didn't even get there. Um, I, I, I don't know what my exact number was, but I missed out on maxing. Um, you know what, <laughs> you know, why I missed out on maxing you, I'm going to blame you a little bit. Uh, yeah, here, you probably don't even know why I'm going to blame you. We were in Canton and you brought up drafters 
and how the the overlay was gonna hit there. And I go, well, I gotta start. I gotta start drafting the drafters. And I, I, I honestly, I'm literally just saying this right now. I have. I don't know if I've opened the app in the last five weeks. <laughs> So I might be sitting fifth overall in drafters right now. We don't even know. And actually, don't go look. Just let me believe for the rest of this podcast, I might be a top five team there too. You know, this is great. This is great. Shout out to Canton, Ohio, hosting the FF Expo. Shout out to Louie. Shout out to the Buffalo crew, frankly. You know, the deep end guys, uh, they have their podcast partners here on player profiler make sure you guys are checking out the deep end as well mike shop and uh mike shope and and adam krautwurst both great in the industry mike is the voice of buffalo for those who are not familiar and uh so make sure you guys are checking out the deep end it's great uh they're great guys too uh so the buffalo crew stays together louie uh how about that yeah we uh we really we the first year we went, I remember us getting like stuck. We, we were having dinner. You know, it's this big, I, I one, if anybody of your listeners haven't gone to Canton, you, you just have to go if you're into fantasy football at all. It is one of the, you know, uh, just most fun. Everybody's it's the Mecca. Super, the Hall of Fame it, is there. Bob it, Long does a great job hosting. There's, uh, there's something for everybody. There And there's just no stability stupidity you know there might be people that you don't hit off with or whatever this that, but there's no uh like a-holes or anything like that just everybody's super cool i mean i'm the most annoying person there is and no one punched me one time in like three years so it's, it's <laughs> shocking but no so anyways we were there like th- the first time we all went together we're sitting there eating dinner late on like friday or saturday night and we're at this big you, you know thing where we're, you're supposed to network and meet people and we're, it's me, the Go Bills guys, Shope, Adam Krautwurst. And we're looking around and go, we could have done this in Buffalo. Why are we here? Let's go talk to somebody. My God. So uh, we learned our lesson the last couple of years. And, you know, we've spread out. I think you, you joined us for uh, dinner this year or lunch, maybe, whatever. But we, we spread our wings a little bit. But, yeah, our Buffalo, us Buffalo boys like to stick together. You never know when someone's going to try to beat one of us up. Uh, so you gotta, you need a whole crew, crew. lots of fun. Well, speaking of Buffalo, this is allows us to tra uh, transition the the concussion, you know, a transition Uh, anytime I stutter now, I'll just blame the the concussion. (laughs) There we go. Uh, we're going to transition into talking about some of the Buffalo bills and how they've done as well so far this year. So we'll kick it off with Stefan Diggs. He was being drafted as the wide receiver five overall and you know there were a couple questions this past offseason about is Diggs starting to in the decline we saw in the second half of the season of last year that Diggs was not performing in the same way but some people came back and said no it's because Josh Allen was actually injured and that's the reason Diggs was not doing well but it's we had a lot of questions about who is the real Stefan Diggs is he still elite wide receiver or is he a risky play at the end of the first round? And Diggs has, he's played well through the first five weeks. I have the first five weeks worth of data pulled up. Um, Diggs is wide receiver four among why, uh, among all wide receivers in best ball value rating. So uh, how are you approaching Stefan Diggs and what do you expect of Diggs the rest of the season? Stefan Diggs is like 
one of the best route runners in the league. I mean, Stefan Diggs is that guy, man. I, I cannot, and this isn't me being a Bills fan here, a lot. It's just as I hate the hate that Stefan Diggs gets. He gets this hate that he's like this bad guy and, and a diva. He is just competitive, man. And I don't think he, I think he handles it uh, himself really well. To when he is, you know, that there's a lot of rumors of what happened this offseason. I know, um, you know, some truths to that, though, you know, not to be put in business that, but I, I know that it wasn't as bad as everybody made it out on him. And uh, I'm glad he just came and balled out. The one thing that is going to always go his way, well, one, there's just not a secondary option in this offense. Right. And I know you're going to be talking more about that, but like when, as soon as Josh gets flustered, that that find open space guy i mean he he will throw it across the field across his body into triple coverage to stefan Diggs rather than throwing a two-yard flat to you know his fullback in front of him uh so they have a connection alan is willing to be reckless with yeah and they have a connection that just you can't you know you can't uh you, you can't replicate anywhere else and you know we're seeing that with I, him and Gabe Davis are like best friends off off the field. Uh, but you, we can't. We, I, I made the same joke uh, when you were on my podcast. But Gabe Davis tries to catch the ball like a seal, and you can't. You can't. No matter how good of friends you are, you can't teach a guy to to, to learn how to catch. So we're going to continue to 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 feed Diggs and not for nothing. Really, I mean, the top. He's gone against some of the top wide or quarterbacks here. Uh, early on the season, Sauce Gardner and you know these these top name corners, and he's still eating. And this is his best year, best start to his career, um, which is amazing. Uh, you know, with all the kind of crap that 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 happened in the off season towards last the end of the year last year. Yeah, and we'll talk more about like the Dalton Kincaid pick and how that was affected. But you know, the reality is, is Kincaid hasn't you know, hit in the way that people have hoped for so far. And at least for fantasy and maybe even real life, we'll get your take when we talk about Kincaid here in a second, but um, Josh Allen leads all quarterbacks in best ball value rating so far on the season. He's ahead of Jackson. He's ahead of Hertz. So he's paid off his, his ADP so far based on the spike weeks that he's provided you uh, really pleased about uh, Josh Allen he was going 27th overall in the third round. So you could have, you know, started with digs um, in the middle of the first round and then gotten a solid round two play. And then Josh Allen in round three. Yeah. And you know, there was, there was a lot of that. It's just how popular is that going to be, you know? And, right. and so I, I fight that battle every year and, and, uh, you know, I, I try to avoid this year in the bigger, like, um, main events and stuff like that. I, I try to avoid the big stacks. It was just like kind of just a, a leverage move and the best balls. You kind of have to sprinkle in some, right? You got to have I, some exposure you, to you, it. You, you have to. And um, because when you look at a winning team, like, you know, they, 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 yeah, the rest of the recipe is always different, but you still need that, that, that core thing. So, yeah, I mean, I, as a Bills fan, I, I try to, 
uh, I think I separate myself really well. I wrote for the team before, you know, I, I kind of covered the team in a different way. So um, I, I don't call myself a real fan anymore. I think I can read them the, the, the way that uh, a, a, a normal person should uh, and not as a fanatic, <laughs> but um, oh, and, so you uh, so true or false? Louis G has jumped a table. Uh, plenty. Uh, not <laughs> in a long time. Uh, okay, over under time. over under four and a half tables. Oh my god! Like maybe on one Sunday. <laughs> not, maybe I'm not. I'm not even joking. There were there. I mean, I had days. And you could hip hop dance after that. Uh, listen, there's been a no. There's gonna be a hip surgery soon. Are uh, you kidding me? No, that that was in my younger years where uh, we, we may have uh, partaked in a in a few pregame drinks. Uh, but yeah, if I mean, if you haven't noticed, I'm a I'm an attention seeker, Bradley. And uh, yeah, you th- you want to throw some fire on it? Sure, I'll go through it. Just having an exterminator, exterminator, <laughs> fire extinguisher close by, and I'm ready to go. Uh, yeah, fire no, exterminator. It's been, quote of yeah, the day. And please bring an exterminator too. I just, I don't like bugs either. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to burn, and I don't like bugs. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's been about ten years, I think, since I've my last table. And I will tell you this: uh, even with a Super Bowl victory, I think I have gone through my last table. All right. Speaking of tables, uh, James Cook had set the table at the beginning of the year for uh, setting up possibly an RB1 season, but he's tailed off a little bit as of late. He was going as the running back 23, 73rd overall. Um, it's been hard for James Cook to find the end zone. He's not being used a lot, a lot around the goal line. Um, he's had a couple down games lately. Is this just a fluke or is James Cook uh, just going to have those up and down games based on how the game flow goes? Um, uh, how are we approaching James Cook? They'll never use him in the goal line. And, you know, that was something that you really had to factor in uh, early on um, when drafting him. And, you know, I knew he was going to get value where he was drafted because I, he is an explosive player. He's a good pass catcher. And I knew that he was going to over exceed his ADP. So I, I have a lot of him, but he's never going to be that league winner. Right. Because he's just not going to get that. He, I, McDermott's never going to give anybody really. I mean, he, McDermott could have uh, Jonathan Taylor come and he would probably still uh, <laughs> like limit his workload. Um, I McDermott's just never been that guy. And he, in, in this backfield, you know, Damian Harris just went out with an injury last week. Uh, you and him both uh, had a rough week with concussions, we did. We did. but the, uh, but you know, he's doing better now, but he's probably done for a while. They they had the perfect mix in the backfield with Cook and Latavius Murray and and uh, and and Harris, where they all had like three different skill sets, and, and McDermott was kind of playing that. I wouldn't be surprised. There was that that report that came out the other day that Fournette was going to visit, and then it got uh, shifted. You know, it got canceled or whatever, or said it wasn't true. I wouldn't be surprised, and this is just me kind of knowing some local media guys and speculating on what they're speculating, but if they were afraid of Ty Johnson, Ty Johnson's on their practice squad. And I think they want to escalate him. 
And yeah, I'm sorry, I was just thinking if I had the right word, did I have a concussion this week? Um, I'm, saying, I'm saying a lot of dumb words too, uh, but that's just normal. Uh, but I, I think that they're going to um, escalate him this week, and I think they were afraid of that. So I, I think they're going to want to see what Ty Johnson has in like the passing game, and they'll use him a little bit there. So that even hurts Cook a little bit more. And I don't know what the dude's drinking, but Latavius Murray is a friggin' beast, man. He uh-huh. is running the ball so well. He's like 60 years old. He should be in this hip-hop dance class with these old ladies. <laughs> but he's running the ball like a maniac. So I expect him to do uh, to continue to get a bigger role as we go along. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about Cook the rest of the way, and I would be careful – um, starting him a lot of weeks. So Latavius Murray is a player that I I went on man versus machine here on player profiler with Dario and Theo Greminger. Shout out to Theo. Um, shout out to Dario. Uh, but there was there were questions about James Cook or Damian Harris, and I went with James Cook. But I also said we need to temper expectations because Latavius Murray is going to be a thing, and uh, and I was laughed out of that. I was laughed out of that podcast. Uh, Theo like cut me off. <laughs> and, uh, Latavius Murray love, and I said he's going to be the gadfly to the other players uh, in the backfield, and Latavius Murray. Through the first six weeks, fancy points per opportunity, 12th among running backs. 12th. 12th fancy points per opportunity. And they're running, you know, enough running plays for each of these guys. Latavius Murray has six touches in four of six games. He, he's he's going to get some usage. And with Damian Harris out, as you mentioned, Latavius Murray is a an eyebrow-raising desperation bi-week fill-in at the flex over the next couple games, especially this week in week number six, if we're talking like redraft leagues, the stack hunters is usually a a best ball podcast, but for those who are looking for a desperation flex, Latavius Murray has a pulse and against a new England team where the bills are expected to win by nine. Who who are, who's Sean McDermott going to give the ball to in a blowout? It's Latavius Murray. If I, had to say something outlandish, give you an outlandish take about the Buffalo Bills. I would say that outside of Stefan Diggs, Latavius Murray is going to have the most touchdowns on the team uh, from here on out for the rest of the year. Like they, they don't want Josh running the ball. They, they, they keep telling him, you know, he's an idiot and he keeps doing it, but they really want, don't want him, especially up in close and around the goal line. They don't want him to take those hits. He's their big investment. They are going to start using Murray. Harris was a threat there a little bit. Now it's just Murray. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see something like a Jamal Williams situation from last year, where or or a Miles Sanders situation where he's just the one to punch in a lot of one yard touchdowns. I'm not saying he's going to have a high ceiling, but I I wouldn't be shocked if he got a decent amount of touchdowns here the rest of the way. Yeah. So uh, per Adam Levitan. Shout out to Levitan. Josh Allen, uh, this was through the first five games, had just eight designed runs, 1.6 per game. Last year, Josh Allen had 67 in 16 games, 4.2 per game. He is down. They've cut it more than in half. 
They are not, as you mentioned, Louis, they do not want him taking hits. They need him for the longevity of the season. If they want, if they have Super Bowl aspirations, which the Bills are equipped to handle, they've got some pieces on the defense that are really good. Losing a Tredavious White, obviously, is not a good thing for them. Uh, but they've got really strong – and Matt, losing Matt Milano for a long time. Like, But the reality is the Bills are designed to compete for the Super Bowl this year, and they can't afford to have happen what happened last year, and that is Josh Allen being affected significantly uh, by injury. So uh, this makes sense. Latavius Murray makes sense. And uh, he's he's doing all of this good work. He's 25th among running backs in yards per touch and 28th in true yards per carry. Like he's he is late career Frank Gore. He 100. percent. I I I made a joke, and, and we'll probably talk about this today on my podcast. I, I'm we're I'm gonna go right from here to to mine tonight and my one of my talking points today is like how far are we away from frank gore like i mean these guys that came out of the woodworks today i darrell henderson and 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 uh you know and royce freeman might be a thing james robinson signed with the packers james right like what is going on that like i'm like frank gore call him up see if he got it if, if he has a few more reps in him i'm if ready at 3.8 yards per carry let's go <laughs> well, that's fine that's that's a mcdermott dream if mcdermott can get 3.8 yards to carry you know in his head he's like all right just run it four times in a row and first down uh McDermott McDermott's trying to con- very make this offense very conservative. Luckily, he's got the best quarterback in the league um, to uh, to keep him from doing that. We'll talk about just a couple other Bills players, and then we will fin- wrap up the podcast. Uh, Gabe Davis, you mentioned that he struggles in real life and is not a consistent wide receiver. We've seen that in the best ball streets as well. But when he hits, he hits big. And... Mm-hmm. He is through the first five weeks, Gabe Davis, 57% of his weeks were at least a flex worthy. And he was wide receiver nine in best ball value rating. So what is he offering in 41% of his weeks? He was at least top 18. And so that's the type of thing that like we're drafting him at wide receiver, 35, 36, 33. Sometimes we got him at 30, whatever. But the difference between Gabe Davis and, you know, your George Pickens is that you see the the highest of high spike weeks, you know, and even with the floors, like when Gabe Davis hits, he'll hit bigger. And so that was the concern with, with George Pickens is, uh, do we trust Kenny Pickett and, and the offense for Pittsburgh? The answer was no, even though Pickens was going ahead of Gabe Davis in most drafts. And it's clear that Gabe Davis, the, the better play so far. Yeah. So the thing with Davis, and I want to give a lot of credit to, to that relationship that I talked about earlier with him and Ellen, like they really are best friends offside the outside the field. And I, you know, I think that does mean something, right? Like Josh wants them to, to do well, succeed. He's in a contract year. Like there's all that stuff. But uh, like I said, he's had a lot of trouble separating himself on routes. He is horrible at catching the ball on any kind of comebacks or anything like that. Like he is a long ball threat, um, which, you know, you want that high ceiling, to me, I avoided him a lot in my in my Allen stacks. Um, 
only because almost everybody was doing it right like it was kind of hard to get it, it was hard sometimes to get josh and in, in digs unless you kind of uh you know went a little bit of way from adp or got lucky uh like we talked about earlier so everybody was making sure they had Dave, davis along with Allen and i just i'd rather be unique i didn't see the I didn't see the upside with him. I know that maybe one guy that you're going to mention here, and if not, I, I will just quickly, but like where I see the rest of the season being, and I drafted a lot of these guys, I, I think you're going to see Deontay Hardy really be a good spike guy here. Um, and uh, he, you know, he scored his first touchdown in the, in the, the red, and they used him. Like I just said, you know, they don't want Josh running in the red zone. They used him in a little swing pass here the other night. In the red zone, I think they're going to find creative ways to get him the ball within the red zone. And man, they have not taken. Remember when he was with uh, the Saints? Like he was known for the deep shot. They have not thrown any of those yet. So those are sitting in their back pocket. Um, I I really expect him to be a really fun spike player here the next uh, ten weeks. You know, he's he's only going to hit two or three weeks, but those two or three weeks, he's going to hit monster numbers. I bet. I'm here for all of that because Deontay Hardy was a player that I, I I wanted so much of in the best ball, but I felt it was almost too chalk. Like I was like, maybe he's just too much of a guy, but uh, I, I liked him. He was third among all wide receivers back in 2021 on the saints in target rate His yards per route run second 3.31. Like this was a player <laughs> imagine in 2021, you had Diggs, you had Gabe Davis and you had Deontay Hardy in 2021. We're all top 12 yards per route run type of guys. And so I, Hardy was my deep pick to be, you know, the wide receiver three. Uh, it kind of got smushed a little bit when Dalton Kincaid got drafted, but Kincaid he was being drafted as the tight end 11, absolutely busting for us for fantasy. But I, I mean, as a Bills fan, are you encouraged, number one, by what you've seen from Dalton Kincaid so far? And two, do you expect to see more spike weeks in the second half? Or are we going to see the same splitting of Dawson Knox the rest of the season? I, I, I want to keep. So there's a lot here with Kincaid. So let me kind of uh, let me control my ADHD here a little bit. But so the the. The biggest thing with the knocks, I'll start there, is that it's not a true split. Uh, Kincaid is not playing tight end. Okay, I mean they 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 call it twelve personnel when they're out there together, but he is in the slot most of the time. He's not playing a true tight end, so he's not really anything that I was drafting knocks at the same production from the last couple of years. I expected because I wasn't worried about his position. Um, now what's worrisome about Kincaid is one you say he's hurting his fantasy and and he is where he was getting drafted but the guys on pace as of you know he was out uh injured last week so before last week he was on pace for like the fourth best tight end year of all time so for a rookie sorry for a rookie so like you know it, it, it high high standards here and I know rookie tight ends don't do you know great but um I, the guy is in at like just he turns his hips like Kelsey, like the, the little catch and goes he's so good at. What I'm really disappointed in is that they really haven't taken any deep shots with him or or in but that's never that's what scared me about this from the get-go is that's never really been Josh's thing. Josh has never really thrown those seam passes across the middle. 
Um, I want them to, to use the, him a little bit like the, the, the Lions are using Laporta. Like, you know, just get the, the dude's a uber athlete, sure hands. I really don't understand so much. The only thing that I'm hoping for is that I feel like they've been a little vanilla, especially against lower, lower talented teams. And I think there's a little bit of purpose in that. I, I do think that they're trying to save a little bit more for the end of the year in the playoffs because uh, towards last year, obviously, things went downhill towards the end of the year. So I'm just hoping they kind of break free a little bit. Um, I'm not Ken Dorsey's biggest fan, uh, but, uh, you know, they did, they did like they are the top scoring team in the league or something. You know, I mean, they, they did dominate the three games that they dominated. And the two teams, the, the two games where they struggled against the Giants and the Jets, they just kind of played down the competition safe, but the game plan was was there. So I'm excited to see what weapons they open. If I'm betting on them, I'm betting Hardy first. Um, I'm just starting to get scared about Kincaid right now. Not for his future or anything like that, but I think right now they're not sure how they want to use him. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, not being used close uh, down the field. Average target distance, 3.3 yards, 33rd among tight ends. 4.3% air yard share is 33rd among tight ends as well. So there's not been a lot of usage that, as you mentioned, is encouraging for Dalton Kincaid moving forward. Unfortunately, feels like um, you know a, a dud pick at tight end 11, 117th overall. There were really high hopes. He is, uh, like Laporte is what we hoped Kincaid would be, right? 100%. So, unfortunately, uh, look, our chops move on. Like, at least one of those rookie tight ends was hitting. You know, like, who would have thought yeah. Laporta would be, you know, the, the, the player that he was right off the, right out of the gate. But... Nevertheless, uh, we will put a wrap on the Buffalo Bills talk, Louie. It's been a lot of fun chatting about them. I, I like your insights. Um, it's great to, to put your vision um, of what you're seeing and also the stats that I'm throwing into. So bringing those together for our people. Uh, who is one player in the second half of the season that uh, you think is going to boom? I... I want to cheat a little bit here and, and just pick the Houston offense. Like I don't want to pick a specific spot, but like Stroud is good. Right. And yes. they're, they're a bad team. So he is going to continue to throw the ball a lot. Um, I, he's going to continue to grow as a passer. Um, he's going to spread the ball around. I mean, they got four guys right now that, that um, have all had big games. The, the the guess on Nico or, or, or Tank Dell has been a little bit back and forth, but the guy I was pumping the most, and you've mentioned him already, I think Dalton Schultz, if, if I'm going to have to pick one guy and then I know tight end's not sexy, but I really do see that Schultz is going to have a really a, a good second half of the year. He's starting to get a comfort level with, with Stroud. Stroud looks to him as soon as he needs to dump off and get, get a, you know, a simple throw. Um, he, they're starting to get a little bit of campus chemistry and I, I, I like what he can do compared to, um, I have a team that, that has tanked L and, uh, Nico Collins trying not to put them both in the same lineup most weeks and I'm not picking the right one, but I, I just think that that offense is going to continue to, to excel here second half of the year. 
For me, it's Christian Watson. You know, you see all the Green Bay Packers paraphernalia in the background. Uh, Maria Quintero, shout out to you. Go Packers. Uh, but uh, if you guys haven't checked out my Week 7 Fantasy Football winning stats article on player profile, it just dropped this morning, and I mentioned how Christian Watson leads all wide receivers with 11.4 yards after catch per reception among wide receivers with at least 10 targets. Like, and it's not particularly close. It's like 11.4, and the next close is like 7. Um, he is 16th among wide receivers in yards per outrun. He's the number one receiver in dominator rating. He's also number two in yards per reception and number three in win rate versus man coverage and 15th in air yard share. The issue is, of course, Jordan Love. We know that Jordan Love is hashtag not good at football. And so... <laughs> uh, Jordan Love has like a 55% completion percentage. That is worse than Zach Wilson, it is worse than any other quarterback in the NFL. Um, and he's not completing passes to Christian Watson. Uh, in fact, Christian Watson, this is a crazy stat, Louis. Let me share this with you because it'll blow your mind. Christian Watson has played two games, okay? He's played only two games. Christian Watson leads all wide receivers in the NFL in interceptions on targeted passes what he's only played I, two games no way that's insane that's <laughs> insane uh i mean he he had a rough go at it last week but that's uh that's a well, really got, insane step he got horse collar tackled you know like five yards out which would have been like excellent for all my best ball teams but um, <laughs> i'm just i'm wish casting you know, for Christian Watson, um, a player who missed a lot of the, the beginning of the season with uh, with the hamstring injury. But, Louie, who's one player that you think is going to bust in the second half of the season? I'll make it simple, and I don't really think this is really going out on a limb or anything, but Ramondre Stevenson's going to continue to struggle, in my opinion. The team stinks. Uh, you know, the, the running game's not going to be prevalent <laughs> for whatever reason. They're using a bunch of Zeke. Um uh, there might be a mix up there. I mean, you know, there's these rumors that I don't see Belichick stepping down or getting fired midseason, but, you know, maybe a change in the offensive coordinator or something or who's calling the plays might happen here. And that just doesn't, uh, I, I, I just don't think that he's uh, got a good outlook here uh, for the rest of the year. So I'm going to, I'm going to continue to say that he'll struggle. So if Zeke or, or if Stevenson struggles, does that mean Zeke becomes a flex play week to week moving forward? I've, I've been playing him a little bit as a flex play in, in certain spots, man. I mean, he I'm very, very high on Zeke uh, coming into the year. I just I, I, I really I bought a lot of him for net and uh, who's the, the maybe hunt, um, yes. you know, three of these guys I bought. I bought a lot like of them 27 percent. Of Fournette, which is terrible. Uh, he's going to Buffalo. He'll be, he'll, be here, he'll be here for the playoff run. Don't worry about it. Not Buffalo, but he's Lombardi be plenty. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll be somewhere for it. But yeah, I, I, I was taking those guys everywhere just late because you knew they were going to find jobs. Um, kind of funny that Fournette's the last one, but um, I, I do think he'll end up somewhere and helping those uh, uh, best ball teams if they're not dead already. Well, if uh, we will, I'll tell my bust in a second, but I want your reaction to Julio Jones signing with Philly. Speaking of old, crusty players getting signed to contenders. 
I mean, I'll probably find out in a couple minutes, but I put some modest bids in for him elsewhere around. I mean, there's too many of these stories with these guys that come out and like they, you know, they get that re-energized. They're like, all right, I what I I don't have to start till Halloween. Cool. I I could try really hard for eight weeks. Their offense hasn't been looking great. Uh, Devonta Devonta Smith Smith did not practice today. Didn't practice today. Like there might be some opportunity for him, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Let's see if he gets through a couple games without getting hurt. Ooh, fair. Uh, The last time we did see Julio Jones, he went seven for 74 in a touchdown. So Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you seem like you're trying to throw some juju out there. <laughs> uh, he he had a 20, 20 something percent air yard share. He, look, he he did not play super well for Tampa, but he he still has some spike weeks in him. So uh, the one player that I think is going to bust in the second half, and then we'll loop uh, we'll round this out, is Derek Henry. Derrick Henry is already getting outsnapped most games by Tazi Spears. Spears looks like the more dynamic back. He's been involved in uh, the passing game. Derrick Henry is still going to be okay, but this is to my own chagrin because I have the number one. This is not your winning team, Louie. This is your not. <laughs> I'm only winning the, the pros versus Joe's FFPC tournament. I'm only the number one team there, but um, I have... I only have five running backs in that <laughs> team, and one of them is J.K. Dobbins, and <laughs> and one of them is Devon Achan, and so I'm only rotating through re- three running backs uh, to start uh, moving forward. But Derrick Henry is one of those running backs. Jameer Gibbs and Kenneth Walker are the others. So I've got five running backs, but to my own chagrin, I think Derrick Henry uh, either gets traded. He gets moved on from, um, he gets faded out of the offense. I mean, Tannehill is dealing with the the same ankle injury that he dealt with last year. And we saw the offense look miserable with Malik Willis. Uh, So Derrick Henry, they may just want to see what the offense looks like with Tazi Spears being the lead back. And if that's the case, Tazi Spears top 12 running back. If he gets the full workload easily. Tajay's one of my favorites. is one of my favorites. And I, and I know we got to wrap up, and I got my co-host texting me to see where I, the hell I am for my <laughs> podcast. But I get one thing on Henry, which is just hilarious, is that like uh, that run where he broke away the other day, and they 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 they, uh, they timed it at like over twenty miles per hour his speed, and I'm like, How, what are they using kilometers? Is that a Canadian? <laughs> is that a Canadian gun? There is no way that dude was moving twenty miles per hour. He was like slugging, and he he looked slow. He looked like he right. didn't belong in the league. And twenty, okay, whatever. Uh, maybe I'm just jealous. Oh well. Well, <laughs> speaking of jealous, I am jealous that you are now in the top five of all best ball mania for season long contestants, Louis. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on, jo- laughing with you, joking with you. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out. Uh, Louie and his podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at FF underscore Louie G. Louie, any other drops before we send him off for tonight? No, if you haven't had enough fun yet, come uh, join me over on my podcast because I'll be recording in about three minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. 
Um, make sure you guys are checking out tomorrow. I'm hosting the Thursday night tailgate, 7.30 to 8 p.m. before Thursday night football. And make sure you guys are checking out the tailgate on Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh, We bring our beers. We talk start sits. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, guys, check out that uh, tomorrow, 7.30 on the Player Profiler channel. Louie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining me. And until next time, good luck in the best ball streets, everyone. Have a good one. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.